Don't worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us to begin with in the book of Psalms, Psalm 19, beginning at verse 1. The heavens declare the glory of God. The sky display, the skies display his craftsmanship. Day after day they continue to speak. Night after night they make him known. They speak without a sound or word. Their voice is never heard. Yet their message has gone throughout the earth and their words to all the world. God has made a home in the heavens for the sun. It bursts forth like a radiant bridegroom after his wedding. It rejoices like a great athlete eager to run the race. The sun rises at one end of the heavens and follows its course to the other end. Nothing can hide from its heat. The instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are clear, making insight for living. Reverence for the Lord is pure, lasting forever. The laws of the Lord are true. Each one is fair. They are more desirable than gold, even the finest gold. They are sweeter than honey, even honey dripping from the comb. They are warning, they are a warning to your servant, a great reward for those who obey them. How can I know all the sins lurking in my heart? Cleanse me from these hidden faults. Keep your servant from deliberate sins. Don't let them control me. Then I will be free of guilt and innocent of great sin. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Verses 1 through 14, all of Psalm 19. Thank you, Father, once again for the privilege, the honor, the blessing, and the responsibility that we have of being able to come to you in prayer every single day. Thank you for the fact that you're a Heavenly Father that always, always, always has a listening ear for the prayers of your children. And thank you for your Holy Spirit, who is your hand, he's your breath. He's our divine tutor, and thank you for the guidance, the wisdom, the direction, and counsel he gives us day by day. Father, anoint us afresh with the spirit of prayer. Empower us more and more to be the praying church you'd have us to be. Anoint us afresh that we would be the bright, shining church you'd have us to be, the city set on a hill you would have us to be as we live our lives day by day, individually and collectively as your church. We commit ourselves afresh into your hands today. Show us your glory today. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Isaac Jackson is our producer. He's going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Hey, Father, thank you so much for all that you've given us. Thank you so much for showing us yourself through creation. Uh, you're the one that closes the flowers of the field and keeps the birds in the air. You've you set the lines for how far the ocean should extend. And Father, you, you show yourself through that. Thank you so much for speaking all of creation into being. Um, that your word, just you saying, let there be light and there was light. Father, that's amazing. And yet you still got down on your knees and you crafted us by hand. Uh, wow, Father, you love us. Thank you so much for that. Please lead us to uh, grow more like you. You are the God of creation and you are the God of life. And uh, 
Thank you for leading us to, to follow and walk with you. In your holy name, amen. 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 Thank you, Isaac. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. I want to read one more passage that is, uh, we'll, be, we'll be looking at powerfully through the broadcast today as we both invite our guest on, who we'll be in- introducing shortly. But it's Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 12, and it tells us these words. Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, Where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem of Judea, they said. For this is what the prophet for this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah, for a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, Go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem and went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. Again, verses 1 through 12 of Matthew chapter 2. And I want to take time now once, as we normally often do, we once again, uh, a re- a resource article entitled Redeeming the Time with Your Children. We want to take time to share. If you want to get a copy, simply email us, joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'll be glad to get it to you. Again, the title of this particular article, Redeeming the Time with Our Children. Ephesians 5, verses 15 to 16. See then that you walk circumspectly, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Again, Ephesians 5, 15 and 16. Then Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Again, Proverbs 22, 6, Isaiah 54, 13, all your children shall be taught by the Lord and great shall be the peace of your children. Isaiah 54, 13. Then Proverbs 1, 8 and 9, hear my son, your father's instruction and forsake not your mother's teaching for they are a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. Again, Proverbs 1, 8 and 9. Then Psalm 127, verse 3. Children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from Him. Once again, Psalm 127, 3. Then Matthew 19, verse 14. Jesus said, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Again, Matthew 19, 14. Let the children come to me, Christ said in Matthew 19, Verse 14, our Lord Jesus took time with children and blessed them in his earthly ministry. We are wise to be sure and do the same. 
our, ch- our children, once they arrive on the scene, immediately begin to grow and they grow up fast. They're born into this world and oh, how time flies. A few days after they're born, you blink your eyes and they're graduating from high school. Again, how time flies. We as parents have our children for a few days and then they grow up and are gone from home. So we are wise as parents and and as ministers that work with children to make the most of our time with our children. In other words, we must redeem the time. We must use the time we have with them very wisely. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Psalm 90 verse 12. Yes, we need to redeem the time with our children. Yet a critical question is, how do we do that? What are things we can do to, quote-unquote, redeem the time with our children while they're growing up in our homes? The following are a few discipleship projects or goals to pursue in the midst of discipling our children. They're tasks that can encourage spiritual growth and maturity in our children's faith. In other words, these are things we can do with our children to help us to redeem the time with them and disciple them in the faith. Number one, have each of your children read three chapters from the Bible aloud to you every day. If you're a grandparent, you could have your grandchildren to read three chapters aloud to you daily by phone if you need to do it that way. Coming up with a way to reward them so they'll be further motivated to read can often be a wise approach. Number two, pray daily with your children. Pray the Lord's Prayer with them daily. Pray the Ten Commandments with them every day. And pray Psalm 91 with them every single day. Reward them to memorize each of these prayers and allow them to lead the prayers. Number three, Pray the prayer of Jabez and the prayer of Isaiah with our with your children daily as well. Number four, assign them mission tasks daily. Some possible mission tasks could include calling granddad or grandma or an elderly person in the church or in the community and read a chapter from the Bible for them. Call them and pray for them. Go to the store and give out gospel tracts as well. Number five, give your child cash, cash incentive to read a book about a missionary. Pray daily with your children for ministries and missionaries. Number six, have each of the children memorize the Ten Commandments and recite them aloud to you. Number seven, discuss the meaning of one of the Ten Commandments and talk to them about how a Christian is to, is to live them out in their lives. Number eight, have Bible quizzes with your children. Figure out ways to give prizes for correct answers. Number nine, give your children incentives to memorize passages of Scripture and recite them to you aloud. Reward them for reading the whole book of Jonah out loud to you, the book of Ruth, the book of Mark, Philippians, etc. These are just a few ideas. You probably could quickly quickly come up with a much longer list. A key goal for us as parents, grandparents, Christian leaders, and Christian leaders who work with youth is to make planting the Word of God into the hearts and minds of our children a high priority. The Word of God does so much for all of us and our children. It saves us guides us, molds us, and shapes us, and we could go on and on. The Word of God is Jesus, and Jesus is the Word of God. So when your child is reading the Word of God, he or she is spending time with Jesus and in the presence of Jesus. And remember, the Word of God, that is Jesus, heals all the ills of life. Let's be wise stewards of our time with our children. Let's do all we can and should to introduce them to Christ and guide them to live their whole lives for Him. There's no better life that our children could live than a life lived closely and faithfully following Christ. Let's redeem the time. Father, again, we thank you for the privilege of being able to uh, help our children come to know you and then being able to edify and encourage and disciple them as well. 
Anoint us afresh with the wisdom of grace that we would be passionate and faithful by the power of your spirit to be doing this job diligently every day of our lives. We thank you and praise you for this opportunity. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. We are very honored and blessed to have as our phone guest today, Elliot Wallach. He's the president of Edify Films, and he's the producer of a film we're going to be talking about today, a film documentary entitled God of Heaven and Earth. Elliot, how are you today? Oh, I'm terrific. Thank you so much. It was, it was, uh, I, I have two kids. I only wish I could have heard a lot of that wisdom even earlier. That was terrific. All right. Well, we appreciate you being with us today, and uh, we're coming up on a break in just a few moments. So, But I'm going to ask if you'll at least start to in- introduce yourself by telling our listeners a little bit about you, and then we will get into talking more specifically about the film we'll be kind of focusing on on the broadcast today, God of Heaven and Earth. But would you further introduce yourself? Sure. Um, again, my name is Elliot Wallach. I'm president of Edify Films. We are a uh, distribution company and a production company. Uh, our claim to fame right now is uh, the Wind Calls the Heart TV series. That um, uh, We do the DVD and the merchandise at windcallstheheart.com. And then, uh, again, the producing uh, God of Heaven and Earth. My background initially was doing publicity and promotion. I managed all of the publicity, faith publicity on the Passion of the Christ when it came to DVD. And that was about the first 10 years of my career. And that would take a whole other radio show to talk about that. But it was through a, just a, a variety of miracles that God even gave me that honor. And so for 10 years, I've just been working hard to get, get movies and, and uh, just entertainment out there. I just have a very strong conviction that movies are the most powerful art form ever created by man. And, and they can be used for great things and, and, and have been. They can be used for horrible things and unfortunately have been. And and I love the idea of just impacting the world. You know, in 90 minutes, you can change a life. And that's what I'm about. That's right. That's right. Well, we're coming up on a break, and we'll pick up there on the other side. Again, our phone guest today is Elliot Wallach, the president of Edify Films. And the producer of the film we'll be looking at today, the film documentary, God of Heaven and Earth. We'll be right back. listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Once again, our phone guest today is Elliot Wallach. He's the president of Edify Films and the producer of the film documentary, 
God of heaven and earth. Elliot, if you'll just kind of pick up where you left off, um, you were introducing yourself. Now, you alluded to a series that lots of our listeners probably have heard of, but then there may be some that have not heard of it. Would you tell them about that? And then we want to get right into talking about the film God of heaven and earth. Oh, you bet. I'm glad we got, you know, Wind Calls the Heart is, um, it's incredible. It's going into, believe it or not, they're filming its 11th season right now. And it's inspired by a set of books from a Christian author I imagine a lot of people are familiar with uh, named Jeanette Oak, who is just one of the most phenomenal human beings I've literally ever met. I've known her now, uh, you know, just about 20 years. And she was really the first one to really write Christian fiction. Some of you might remember her better with Love Comes Softly, but it's uh, broadcast on the Hallmark Channel. And in my mind, it's it's literally one of the only real family, faith-friendly TV shows out there. And what's incredible about it is here it is going into its 11th season. I know a lot of people remember Michael Landon, you know, played Pa, you know, from Little House and Prairie. His, fa- his son, rather, Michael Landon Jr., is the one that actually got this started with another guy named Brian Bird, who is uh, one of the executive producers for Touched by an Angel. He wrote the script for the Case for Christ movie, if you haven't seen that. And uh, it's just a real honor to be a part of it. It's, uh, it's uh, if, if you're a fan of Jeanette Oak and you don't know about this TV show, this might be your favorite TV show of all time you've never seen. Mm-hmm. So you should check it out. And again, we, we're the ones that sell the DVD and the, the uh, merchandise. All right. Well, if someone is wanting to learn more about you and your work and your ministry, what website or what information would you want to share for them to find out more about you? Well, we have. Sure. I mean, you can, you know, we, uh, you can go to edifyfilms.com. We've got an awful lot of stuff on our Facebook page and you can find that at facebook.com slash edifyfilms. And of course, same thing, youtube.com slash edifyfilms. And uh, we're actually have created a uh, an online show called the Edify Show. You can go to Edify the Edify or EdifyShow.com. We just want to that shows just to basically elevate good news. There's a lot of you know my my feeling is the most precious resource on this planet is humanity, mm-hmm. but humanity's lost its humanity. We want to remind people that, that humans are great. You know that there's a lot of great people out there and they're very loving and kind. And unfortunately, they don't get the clicks that that the other news outlets like to do. And we like to focus on on good things. And same thing with the uh, the entertainment that we provide, like, you know, God of Heaven and Earth. Okay. Well, again, let's talk about the film. And again, the title is God of Heaven and Earth. And uh, am I correct that it will be in theaters November 5th and 6th in quite a few different places in the country? Is that right? That's absolutely correct. Yeah, it's actually a nationwide release. So uh, you can just go to godofheavenandearth.com, and odds are it'll geo-target you. In other words, when you go there, it'll tell you the theaters that are close to you and, and – uh, we're just marveling at, at how much God is is moved with this film, and and um, is it okay to tell what it's about? Yes, please go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So basically, what it does it makes a very compelling case as to what the Star of Bethlehem really was. I mean, I I know when I grew up, it, it seemed like nativity scenes were everywhere, but they were you know it's like everybody showed up. I mean, the whole cast of characters you had the wise men and you had the shepherds and all that, and I, I really appreciated how you actually spent the time to read it in Scripture and and talk about what was occurring with the wise men, because that's even—it's such a great mystery. I mean, what was it that caused these guys to go 700 miles over dangerous terrain to go see a pretty dangerous guy in Herod, and then to go be bold enough to go there and say, take us to the king of the Jews, to the guy in, to the guy in leadership, and say, we want to worship him? Mm-hmm. And what was it that, that they saw that when they explained it to him that made him go and— ultimately 
kill all of these children, you know? And then when they said to go to Bethlehem, a star hung over, hung over Bethlehem. Like, mm-hmm. it's just remarkable. The movie said, the movie shows a very compelling case of this is what happened. This is when it happened. This is what the sky looked like that would have caused these guys to do that. And I think one of the most amazing things about the film is when that theory ends up giving you a win. And it says this is when it happened. And when, when, you, when you extrapolate clues from the Bible and everything else, all of a sudden you only come up with one date that works for the crucifixion. And that's April 3rd, 33 AD. And so the last part of the movie goes on location to Israel, because in Matthew 27, it talks about when Christ was crucified and died, there was an earthquake that was so powerful that a soldier right there, it was like, that was for him, that was the convincing, and he said, you know, surely this was the Son of God. The movie goes and proves, and I do mean proves, that an earthquake happened in 33 AD, it just absolutely confirming the evidence that that's presented in in the first part of the movie. You've got an intersection of two completely different scientific disciplines. You've got astronomy and geology coming together to agree with scripture. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, I just couldn't I couldn't imagine being part of something more important. Well, Ellie, I wanted to ask you to do this. Uh, we're we're going to talk further about the message and the mission behind the mm-hmm. film too. But would you take a moment specifically to pray for listeners? to have ears to hear all the Lord wants to say to them because there are many listening who um, they they probably just really need to just go see the movie. But at the same time, there are many that may their assignment may be to pray for God's message through the movie to really get out there and many other things as well. So would you pray for listeners to hear through the broadcast all the Lord wants them to hear? Yeah, sure. You, God, I just I thank you for even this time to talk to so many people and to be able to, to pray with so many people, God. And I ask you, selfishly, God, I ask you, I covet their prayers. Let them pray for, for me and for our company and what we're trying to accomplish in this film. God, I pray that it finds the people who really need it, the people that maybe they're, they, they, their faith is wavering. Maybe they, they need to know that your word is true and that it can be pressed hard and that there is evidence out there, you know, for for your word, Lord. And I ask you to please help it convict people in their faith. And God, I ask you to help introduce people to having a faith. If God, I pray that that it that the film finds people, even through the people that right now are believers, Lord, let it let it find the people that aren't through them. And let let it be something that can help be a good conversation that leads to a conversation about you and ultimately a conversation with you. And I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 And Father, to thank you for every believer listening and that will be listening. And Lord, move upon the hearts of every believer to prayerfully consider to come and go and see the movie, but also move upon every listener to pray for the fruitfulness of this movie to impact people according to perfect will. And Lord, do a perfect work in the heart of every person that does get to go and see this film and cause it to have a massive turnout for your glory. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Well, Ella, would you tell, once again, if someone listening is thinking to themselves, I really want to go see God and God of heaven and earth, how do they go online to find out where in their areas it will be playing? Again, just go to godofheavenandearth.com, and there's, uh, like I say, it's it's playing, and it's in over, I think, 135 markets. Odds are excellent. There'll be a, 
there'll be a theater near you. Um, and, and, you know, and then they'll, they'll show you whichever showings might fit. Now, so you're looking at, again, it's going to be November 5th and 6th. The other thing I should point out is, um, there's some bonus content where there's actually an interview with Rick Larson. He's really the man that spearheaded this evidence that people are going to see, you know, and so that's something that's never been seen before. And that's actually going to be at the, in the theater when they, when they watch the film, it immediately follows the film. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I re- recall reading in some of the information that we did have about the, the film, the events at uh, Rick Larson, one of the things he says, he says, I'm not a preacher, I'm a lawyer. And by training and by nature, I'm going to hunt incisive evidence. And he goes on to explain how that he's just really trying to show basically just, I guess, amongst other things, you'd say scientific evidence that points to just the truth behind all the details of the Star of Bethlehem, as well as a number of other things that relate to the life of Christ as well. So, but further thoughts about that? Yeah, well, it, it, that's what's so fascinating, how God will use people just that people wouldn't necessarily expect, and then after they're, it's done, it, it all makes total sense. You know, where here you've got this man that was one of the great uh, trademark attorneys in the country, but he was just this man of immense faith, and he uh, stumbled up, upon a theory this astronomer had about what the Star of Bethlehem was, and he just started deep diving into it, and then his his knowledge of Scripture helped him recognize other things and elements where he ended up putting together this presentation. Mm-hmm. And he was requested, you know, all over the world. And, you know, truly, but, you know, the movie ends with basically, you know, if you'll seek me, you'll find me, if you seek me with all of your heart. And that is him. I mean, I mean, the very idea, this has been, you know, decades in the making. And through health issues and everything else, how he has just persevered mm-hmm. it's just to try every last drop of his life is just to try to basically help get people out. And to your point, it's really all all of it began under the spirit of discipleship. Mm-hmm. You know, because he was, it, it all began with he was working in his church trying to help new Christians understand the faith and external evidences of the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know that 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 there's so much out there to to uh, to prove our faith. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to make sure people knew about it. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. And you know, my understanding is that uh, it's a, a significant part of the film was shot in the nation of Israel as well, correct? It was. Yeah, it absolutely was. When As people watch it, there's so many things that just, in, <laughs> first of all, when they're watching it, you can imagine these guys are running around. It's like 110 and, and degrees and higher, you know, and so much of it was filmed in the Dead Sea and around the Dead Sea. And there's been so much drought and so much water that's left that they were able to get get to areas that, that normally you would have needed a submarine mm-hmm. to be able to get to. And and you could just you know, walk up right up to the cliff faces, and that's the important component to be able to prove the specific year of this earthquake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it is. It's incredibly just beautifully shot, just beautiful, you know, showing the uh, basically showing the magnificence of the Dead Sea ironically, there's so few places that you can, there's, I mean, I don't know of any other place where you can find an earthquake to a specific year, but thanks to the Dead Sea, the one place where it's the most important, it's right there. Like, people can call it a coincidence. I think that's incorrect. It's mm. clearly divine. Mm. Well, um, Ellie, i tell you what, I want to do this. I want to read that same passage again, Matthew 1, verses through 12, and then I'm going to ask you, you and, I, you and I want to talk a little bit more about it, though, but I'm going to read it one more time. Matthew chapter 2, starting at verse 1. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. 
About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? For we saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, Where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophets wrote. And you, O Bethlehem in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah. For for a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child And when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. When they opened their treasures, when they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. Verses 1 through 12. Now, uh, Elliot, the passage, there's so much in there. There's so much in there. So just to think, that someone made a film largely focusing on the star is so powerful. Now, I think of this, too. We see Israel in the news. Of course, Israel is always in the news, but uniquely with the tragedies that have happened in recent days. But the fact is, when you see pictures of the the flag of Israel, it has the star of David. It's a star. It's a star. But David and the star point to God, the greatness of the God of Israel. But also, the fact is, this wonderful passage points to the star of Bethlehem that pointed the, the, the wise men, but the whole world to where the Messiah would be born. Thoughts that come to your mind about those issues? Oh, my goodness. Well, there's so many. I mean, to your point, too, that the stars are, are, are is the star. It's just that clearly, it, in fact, next to the cross, it's hard to think of a, of a better, a bigger symbol, mm-hmm. you know, in the Bible. And the thing that I think about with this is the idea that God, you know, threw all of this in motion since the very creation of the world. Like, literally, God said, let there be light. When, when, he, when everything was put into its place, before mm-hmm. Adam took his first step, God had all of this in motion. That, mm-hmm. that to me, speaks that, that our Lord knew the price that was going to be paid and when it was going to be paid before Adam even broke his heart That's and right. bit into the apple. And chose his own God himself. Yeah, know, I'm gonna have over, to jump. I'm gonna have to jump in God. here right quick, and we'll pick up right there on the other side. Our phone guest today is Elliot Wallach. He's the president of Edify Films and the producer of the film documentary God of Heaven and Earth. We'll be right back. Thank you. 
There is no power that can match His grace. Lift up your head, lift up your eyes to see. All of creation is waiting and longing for sons and daughters to declare this truth. Lift up your head, lift up your voice and sing. music of Brian and Katie Torwalt, He is the Light. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guest today is Elliot Wallach. He's the president of Edify Films and the producer of the film documentary that will be shown in just a few weeks, God of Heaven and Earth. Elliot, would you share with our listeners one more time when the film will be in theaters for people to get a chance to go see? Yes, November 5th and 6th, just coming up here in a couple of weeks. Let's go to godofheavenandearth.com, and, uh, and just that you can actually pre-order a ticket right now and pick your showing, and, and uh, God willing, get, get ready for something amazing. Hopefully, that's our, that's our plan. All right, and if someone is thinking they want to be able to print off information to share with the church, to be announced at churches as well, again, same website then, I guess. Correct. Yeah, and you can you'll see in the when you go to the website there'll be a video link you can look at the trailer and it's pretty strong I think but there's there's information all over the site. Mm. Well, and you know, uh, going back to your point, if you'll kind of pick up where you left off, you were talking about you know the stars and of course there's so much in God's creation that remind us that in the truest sense of the word, all of creation points to God, His greatness, His bigness, His His, his being El Shaddai. But if you'll pick up where you left off there. Yeah, well, you know, for me, the film has had it has a pretty massive impact on me. Just as you can imagine, how close you get to these things, it, it reminds you of it as scripture because you'll read something in scripture and then you read it a couple of days later and you'll just get completely a different message from it. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned earlier that that you put the star out for the whole world to see, and, and the reality was most people didn't even see it. I mean, it was there, but they had to look at look for it. And I feel like so much of that encapsulates. God and our relationship with God as you as you seek Him and you're looking for Him, then all of a sudden He appears. Because the only people, like Herod, he had to have it explained to him. But mm-hmm. it was the wise men that had the faith, you know? They had the faith to even look, and then all of a sudden, it was like it had to feel to those guys like the entire universe was moving for them. When, when the stars stopped over Bethlehem, and the movie explains this, nobody else would have seen it except the wise men absolutely were just amazed. You know, because of the whole thing, because, you know, so often we watch a movie and they, they represent the star of Bethlehem. It, it, it makes me think of like a police helicopter going over like a bad neighborhood at night. Look at like it's this big shining light. It, it couldn't have been that way. I mean, Herod, first of all, wouldn't, wouldn't have had to have anything explained to him. That, that would have been obvious. But then what would it be about a big bright light or a supernova or a comet that would have said, go to Israel, king of the Jews, you know, and then from there, then then it's stopping over Bethlehem and all that. The movie explains all these different points that that would have been required to be consistent with Scripture. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's that's the thing that I, I marvel at is is that God did this for the benefit of us to hear it through you know through these messengers through the wise men or maybe the wise men told Mary. We don't know how it got to us, 
But same thing when the earthquake happened. The only person that would have been that would have seen that would have been the soldier or the people on the mountain. People in Jerusalem would have been like, "Wow, there was an earthquake today. Did you feel that?" But mm-hmm. for them, it was his moment. This was the Son of God mm-hmm. because of that earthquake. It was almost like it just happened for him. That's mm-hmm. the love of our God. He will move mountains and earth for you, for one person, and then from there, you will take that information. You will take that faith. You'll take that conviction, and you will change lives. And that's what happened to all of us. Mm-hmm. because of the benefit of those moments. That, that's mm-hmm. what fires me up about it. And, and, you know, Elliot, again, along the same line, too, it's, it's powerful to recognize this, that even in just looking at the text of the Scripture in Matthew, some very important conclusions you can easily draw is apparently these wise men knew God, and they knew God to the point where they were listening to God, and apparently they heard God let them know, this is pointing to the Messiah, the king of the Jews, and they understood apparently not only is he king of the Jews, he's the king of the universe. How many other kings do you think they ever took gifts to in their life? None. But the fact is they took the time to find the, the king of the Jews and the king of the universe and bring him gifts. And apparently God even told them what gifts to bring because those gifts point to who he is. They point to the fact that he's the king of kings, he's the high priest, and he would die as the sacrifice of the world, the symbolic message behind each of the three gifts. And so these people apparently knew God. Remember, they're not Jews. They're from another nation, yet they knew the God of the Jews. And what a powerful message for us to recognize. He's the Messiah for the Jews and the whole world. And these wise men were used of God, and he used the star to point them to the Messiah for the whole world. He's your Messiah. He's arrived. Go commit your life to him and serve him as well. Father, thank you, Lord, for the wonderful message behind the star of Bethlehem and the fact that it pointed the world to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, thank you, Lord, for the fact that just like you used stars long a long time ago, more and more help us to live in such a way that our lives, too, would be a star that points the world to the answer to all the world's problems, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Help us to be mindful, Lord, that every day is a day for us to shine through our words, our actions, our attitude, and point the world to the Messiah. And more and more as we look at the news and all that's going on in the world, we see maybe more now than ever, the world desperately needs their Savior, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, more and more use us and use this film and and. Use the church to be the beacon you would have us to be, helping the world know that Jesus is the answer to all the world's challenges. In Jesus' name we do pray. And help us to know, Lord, that everybody needs to be saved. Everybody needs him as their Messiah. And that's exactly what he is. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. 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 Well, Elliot, what further things, our time is uh, uh, getting close to the end, not quite, but getting close. Any further things you'd like to share with Alyssa specifically about the film? Yeah, you know, the, the, the things that I think, the one thing I think is that the film's fascinating. So if somebody's got like that Uncle Larry or somebody that you'd have an easier time getting them to get into a pool of piranha than to get them to go to church, <laughs> this might be the, a great way to reach them. Because if Uncle Larry likes the Discovery Channel or National Geographic or Mysteries, you know, this is something that I've seen just in my own life that I've given it to people that don't have the faith that are just just straight up fascinated by it. It's just fascinating. Mm-hmm. But for somebody that's maybe has a faith or even God willing, like I say, we're hoping everybody finds one through this. 
it really is very amazing to start seeing even the, the heart of God. I mean, how, look, that God will move the earth for the soldier. He'll move the universe for these wise men. But then if you, there's all these, these small things where you think about the wise men delivering gifts to Jesus that, to, to, that they were going to need. I mean, they needed that stuff because they were going to head off to Egypt, right? That's not covered in the film, but that's just this, a lot of the things that, that I personally got, got out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's, it's really, it's, our faith can be pressed very hard, and there's evidences there. You know, somebody mm-hmm. doesn't have to know these evidences to have a faith. I mean, the, the uh, you know, the, the, the criminal on the cross, you know, as an example. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this is, you know, Paul says that we need to be prepared to give a reason, to give an, this is, this can help. Mm-hmm. This at least we can, it's, I think it's important for us to be able to, to defend the things that we believe that people can know as crazy as it is, there's a plausible explanation. A star stopped over Bethlehem, and one of the things that, that people are going to find, and this is the thing that made me, am- it's just amazing, mm-hmm. is that it almost did it just to these wise men, but when people see the movie, they're going to find, and this is like I say, you'll, I don't, spoiler alert, it stops December 25th. How about that? Mm-hmm. When you see it, you're just, it's, it's just going to blow your mind. You're going to see <laughs> something where God decorated the heavens in that moment where only He could see it. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to blow your mind mm-hmm. when you see it. I, I cannot be more passionate about this film. There's a lot of things we could talk about that I'm not going to be this fired up about, but I am so fired up about this. This mm-hmm. is important because mm-hmm. it supports Scripture. It mm-hmm. supports faith. Amen. And that's what I'm all about. Amen. Amen. And, uh, you know, it's so good for us to know, too, that um, God is so much bigger and greater and more powerful than we realize. And the, the Word of God in a number of places will tell it, he that has ears to hear, let him hear. It's important that we have ears to hear because God is shouting through his word, but also he shouts through nature. He shouts through everything. In fact, in the truest sense of the word, everything in life really does point to God. You know, even when we admire people for their skill, their gifts, their strengths, that too, instead of us getting caught up in the, as the world calls them, the stars in the world, that too points us back to God because God made them. He gave them their gifts, their skills, their strengths. So instead of us worshiping people and being so caught up in how great they are, we need to remember there's a big, great God that made them and gave them all those gifts, all those skills. Let's stop being so caught up in people and let's get caught up in our Heavenly Father. Lord, more and more, anoint us afresh with the spirit of awe, the spirit of worship and praise, helping us realize, Lord, that you're worthy of all the praise and the glory and the honor we can give you and so much more. Thank you for loving us with an everlasting love and more and more help us to us to, to, to burn in such a way on being on fire of your Holy Spirit so that every day of our lives we're shining light and pointing the world to the Lord Jesus. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, Amen. Any uh, final word of encouragement uh, that you want to share about the importance of believers trying to find out where to go see it and going to see it? Yeah, I mean, you know, again, you can just go to godofheavenandearth.com. You know, Edify, the, you know, I picked that name for our company to spiritually build up is because, you know, that's that's the plan. I mean, that's the goal. You know, like I say, I think that, you know, if you're going to talk about what the most successful faith-based film of all time, people would say The Passion. It was the number five grossing movie in history at the time when it came out. But, 
you know, there's actually, when you factor in inflation, it's actually the Ten Commandments, Ben-Hur, and the robe. And that did over $3 billion in the course of six years. Mm-hmm. I think that there, where your treasure is, your heart will be also. It's our mission. It's our plan to make movies that we would want to see, that we've all wanted to see. Things that can just be as entertaining as anything out there, but not spiritually corruptive, but edifying. And that's why like I say that is our prayer. We covet your prayers. Please pray for us as we try to take and go into go into this medium and to take and use it to basically to benefit everybody, you know, evangelists and atheists alike, to help people be inspired to take and 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 change their lives for the better. And of course, what I want is to take and help people understand the love of the creator that put all of this in motion before anybody was existed, the creator that, that created a, a universe so big that we can't even imagine it, but it was not the way he wanted it without mm. the people in it. Mm. Every single person, every single person hearing my voice, God wanted you. He wanted to have a relationship with you, wanted you to That's exist right. and made you the way you are because he was in love with the idea of you being, it, it being you and existing. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Elliot. Well, again, Elliot, we appreciate you being with us today, and we're hoping every single listener will make it their business to go and see the film. As we, as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you are listening today and you have never in your life made the eternally important decision of inviting Jesus Christ to come into your heart as Lord and Savior, today is a great day, a wonderful day to be saved. If you'd like to make that step, would you now, from your heart, Pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned. I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In your word, you told us, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, today I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we're very much wanting to be in touch with you, to be in communication with you. My email, once again, is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We definitely would like to share some literature and resources that will help you to begin to grow up and grow strong and put down roots deep in your new walk with the Lord. Please, please get in touch with us. Again, that email, joseph at afr.net. Elliot, one more time, if someone would wants to see the film, tell them when they can see it, where they can get more information about it. Godofheavenandearth.com and you can keep an eye on us at edifyfilms.com Alright, and those dates one more time for the film in theaters? November November 5th and 6th, just go to godofheavenandearth.com, you can order your tickets right now, and um, and, what do you say? Um, God willing, it'll be a great experience, you know, that's why we go to movies, just to experience it with other people. All right. Thanks, Elliot. Please pray for God of heaven and earth. 
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.